Welcome to quarter four, winter 2022. I almost said winter 2023, CEO podcast with ILSA CEO, Joy Heathrush. Joy, welcome. Hey, thanks, Bethann. I uh, I just can't believe it's quarter four of 2022. So the fact that you're already in 2023, it'll be there in the wink of an eye. It's been such a busy year for us. We've been back in person. We've had all of these amazing events in the last two quarters. It feels like it has been such a buildup to get here. And we can't even kind of stop. I'm excited to talk today, but I'm already looking ahead. Yeah, me too. And it's, you know, it's funny that I've got so many meetings already scheduled out into 2023, but it, it's certain things like we're we're working with Microsoft on a two-day legal summit for large law firms that will be at the end of January. Well, right now that feels like kind of a long way away. When we get back from the holiday, it'll be like, oh my gosh, it's in three weeks. <laughs> I know seating teams for some of our surveys, uh, like our staffing and salary survey, We've already had to start all of these processes just to get people back together and make sure that we're being timely because I do feel like everything is sped back up to pre-pandemic timelines. Yep. And one of the things that we'll be looking at in the new year, um, we've gotten our budget accomplished uh, with thanks to the great work of the staff and our AFIC and the board. Um, we're planning to add some some staff to try to make things a little bit easier on everybody and to deliver what we need to deliver with less stress, more timeliness, and maybe a thing or two new that we haven't done before. It's shaping up for us to be such a great year. The staff, I haven't felt this much excitement from all of us in years. And we're excited because we can see a really cool roadmap. We're at the end coming into, I should say, the end of this last strategic plan, which was a huge lift. Mm -hmm. And we're looking ahead. Can you talk to me a little bit about what started happening with the planning for 2023, our strategic plan? And we have a lot to talk about with our new tech. Oh, yeah. I mean, 2023 is going to be in a lot of ways a transformative year um, for ILTA. And, I, you know, we have a few things, just a few things going on. As you said, we're working on the new strategic plan because the current one runs through August. Um, you know, the current strategic plan was started in 2019 before we even had a clue about the pandemic. And it was well in the process of being written, constructed, developed, when things really locked down in March of 2020. And it completely changed the complexion of what we thought that strategic plan was gonna be. You know, We thought that we didn't realize the pandemic would last so long, that the effects would be so deep and uh, long-term in many cases. Um, this is a little bit of a different strategic plan, but one of the things we learned from the last one is that you really have to start um, with looking at the future. So the one of the first you know, uh, initiatives around strategic plan that we undertook was what we call a future state analysis. And we were trying to you know, get our crystal ball out of the wash and uh, look at what ILTA and the legal services landscape will look like in 2025, 2026, when we reach the conclusion of the next strategic plan. And that is an incredibly important and impactful effort. And we looked, have looked at it in four major areas. The first is roles and jobs. That is, what roles and jobs that have traditionally been areas that ILTA has provided services for will change or diminish? Which roles and jobs will emerge? Um, maybe that we haven't even thought of, and how do we respond to that? 
the second area is uh, the hybrid workforce and the hybrid workplace. I know we're all sick to death of talking about the hybrid workplace, but we can't be because it's still evolving. It's not going away. Um, but it's going to look different from organization to organization. We just know that it will exist. And what does that mean? Not only for the kind of programming that we put on, but how we deliver that programming, not only for the kinds of opportunities for connections um, that it affords, but the, the ones that also makes a little bit more difficult maybe than have been in the past. So, you know, those, those are two. The third one is the role of technology. Um, and I think it's easy to say, yes, technology will be important in the practice of law in 2026. We're trying to get a little bit more granular than that by thinking about what kinds of technologies. This is certainly very tied into that roles and jobs conversation. Uh, and then the last one is the legal services landscape. Uh, will this um, trend of large firms buying up other firms to get even bigger and large legal tech companies buying up other legal tech companies to get even bigger. Will that continue? What does that mean for startups? Um, where, you know, what's going to happen in the kind of entrepreneurial space and what does that mean for ILTA and for, um, you know, the delivery of legal services more broadly. So we're deeply engaged in that process now. And then, of course, the other one is listening to Ilton's. You know, we've done focus groups at Ilticon. We did some at Ilticon Europe. We've got more coming up uh, because if we listen, um, then we learn and then we can do better. I think we've done a remarkable job of pivoting from the very beginning of the pandemic to where we are now to be able to be back in person at events that we're tapping out of space in because the need for that content, for that education has come roaringly back. And yeah, I think that it was really interesting. Um, at Ilticon, one of our longtime members came to me and said, what do you mean we sold out Ilticon? I've been coming to Ilticon for XX years. And what does it mean that we sold it out? And I said, okay, see that badge you're wearing? Almost a month before the event, when we saw big, you know, increases um, close to the event in registration, we tried to order more badge stock and we were told January. So some of the lingering effects I talked about of the pandemic are around supply chain. We've all felt it. Uh, for those of you that out there that do AV, I've been hearing a lot about inability to buy projectors. So uh, you all know what I'm talking about. But um, it, when you can only print 3,000 badges, you can't have 4,000 people at the event. Um, we find that hotels, because of labor issues and supply chain issues, are asking us for commitments on food and beverage earlier and earlier. So when we committed to a food and beverage max of 3,000 three weeks before the event, we couldn't ask 4,000 people. We couldn't bring 4,000 people to the event. We couldn't feed. So there are considerations um, for even our large in-person events that we've never had to deal with before. And this is part of the way the world has changed, at least for the foreseeable future, if not forever. But the fact that the demand to get back in person was so great, just A, reinforces that at our core, we're social animals. Um, and Ilton's in particular love to talk shop with each other. And that's best done in person, as we know. It was interesting for me that before we chatted this morning, one of the things since our internal Slack communications are awesome, we were able to get to each other so quickly. 
but it's also great to share relevant data just within the organization. And you shared something this morning, looking ahead a couple days from now, but then I think this will trend for 2023. You said that there are over 1,600 registered attendees for tomorrow's ILTA masterclass. That's got to be a record for us, it, but it's, it's got to speak. But it's got to speak a little bit more to what's happening with education for us. How do you think we are adapting to the changes? People want to be back in person. People want to learn. Do you think this is something that we can sustain, especially with our awesome oncoming staff? Yeah, that's a great question, Bethann. And I think it's it's a multifaceted answer. One is that it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all. Um, we know that people consume content in different ways. Some people like live webinars. Some people like live um, events. Some people like podcasts that they can, or recordings that they can consume um, asynchronously. Some people like to read. Uh, you know, I'm one of those uh, and, and still enjoy downloading reading. And we can't deliver just one of those. We have to deliver all of them. And so we also, we always have to have a conversation about which medium is the appropriate medium for which topic. I think the other thing that we learned during the pandemic um, is that virtual events have a really, really important diversity component. And I mean, diversity of role, diversity as particularly in age is a lot of times a, a very junior member of a team is not gonna be the one selected to go to a conference in Las Vegas or in Orlando. Um, we find diversity of time zones, um, that it's just easier for more people to be able to make connections and consume content in a virtual event. They're also generally less expensive or free. So we need to have this menu uh, of things that go from, you know, kind of, uh, for example, our, again, articles like Peer to Peer up to Ilticon and everything in between. So I think just as many organizations right now are struggling with this, what it means to be in the office, and people talk a lot about purposeful office time, bringing everybody into the office when there's a reason, things you can only do in person that are best to be done together. That is a very similar conversation to what we're having around our educational offerings. And one of the questions that we asked in our focus groups, and we also had it uh, on a wall on a meter board at Ilticon, was how do you like to consume content and how do you think people want to consume content in the future? I mean, Bethann, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about TikTok um, and where that fits and, and it, are the differences in how people consume content really generational? We know that some of it is, um, but we've got to stay on top of that in order to remain relevant and to deliver what people need in the way they need it. That's really at the core of my ULTA. And I don't think that conversation at its core, the just-in-time programming, has changed dramatically. We needed it during COVID to keep the education flowing, to keep people informed. And we need it now as we look ahead. To my count, we have you know four major conferences in person, if you're counting our association with Legal Week. And we've got hundreds of digital pieces of programming. The change is here. And we've been such a great part of it. I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I think we're always trying to experiment. So, for example, this year we did a two-day deep dive virtual event. We'd never done anything like that before that was very focused on a single technology. It was wildly popular. What that says is we can do more like that. 
But what we also learn is that we can partner. We've we've partnered with the Legal Marketing Association. We've partnered with LVN, um, and in and Legal Week for a long time on delivering additional programming that brings a broader audience and access to even more speakers and more perspectives in areas where we cross over. Uh, or are complementary to what other organizations are doing. That allows us to deliver more education, more content um, with an easier lift than if we were trying to produce it all ourselves. And this partnering for success is a very big part of our current strategic plan. And I think, again, to kind of get back to the strategic planning, we're not going to throw away everything we've done or have been doing in the current strategic plan. The whole concept of my ILTA Rather than to say my ULTA is a program goal, it kind of becomes baked into our DNA. We produce content and connections, leadership opportunities that enhance your career. That is fundamentally what we're doing. And we need to then enhance the ways that people can personalize the experience, which leads into the technology conversation. I mean, we have budget for 2023 for something that I've been calling Project Find It. Um, I would say really, certainly ever since I've been in this role and even Prior to that, um, as I talk to people, kind of the number one, uh, you know, we love ILTA, we love ILTA, we love everything about it. It's hard to find stuff. And so we're going to really try to address that. So we've got um, budget for 2023. We even are in the process of engaging a project manager to work with us through the kind of requirements, gathering and scorecarding, you know, selection process for a, a platform or an application. Um, to, to really begin to address this. Um, and we'll be looking at other technologies too. I mean, um, you know, not in the focused way, but we're always thinking about the e-groups. You know, it's it's people are like, well, the e-groups this, the e-groups that. And, and the issue is the e-groups aren't um, an end unto themselves. They're a means by which people can obtain real-time crowdsourced solutions to their questions and challenges. And there are lots of ways to achieve that. Right now, we're achieving it through the e-groups. Is there a better way to do it? Maybe. You mentioned Slack and how the, the staff does that. So we're we're trying to take a good look at the services that we need to deliver and what the right technology is to deliver those services, rather than to look at the technologies as, again, a, a, an end unto themselves. I love the way that we strive to be that educational service leadership organization. I really look forward to what we're going to do next year, but I look forward a little bit more to seeing the final parts of the strategic plan because it's hard for us to find stuff. Sometimes it's hard for our members to, and I'd like to make sure that the good content we produce at our events for our business partners in our magazines and our blogs is available to everybody. Yeah, I want it to be easy to find. And and I think, you know, before we get away from the strategic stuff entirely, and I know we're getting to the end of our time too, I do want to talk about the excellent work that the Volunteer Leadership Task Force has done in kind of imagining a new volunteer structure that uh, better supports our strategies and also has built in care and feeding for itself so that we can can continuously evolve the volunteer structure rather than do kind of a rip and replace um, every few years. And that is well underway. Uh, those of you who attend our quarterly updates have been hearing a lot about that from the VLTF. But we also have, again, related to that, a new board election method. 
So as we get into 2023, we'll be electing a new board, we'll be well down the path of implementing our updated volunteer structure and thinking about our strategy for the future. This is a year that's all about not what has happened in the past or the immediacy of kind of crisis that the world was in during the last strategic plan, but it's our opportunity to step up onto the roof and look out at the horizon and see, you know, the fabulous sunrise that's happening there and all the great things that are coming. I've always liked the idea of standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're doing with our board, our volunteers and our staff. We've, we've got a good um, kind of race going on now. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where we end for this year, but then again for 2026. Any last thoughts as we head into really the holidays? Well, I just always like to take the opportunity at the year end to express the depth of my appreciation for all Iltons, um, the members, the business partners, the, the industry and associate participants, uh, the press, um, our staff, uh, all of the wonderful people that make this community. And uh, I was talking to one of our business partners earlier this year, and he said, Joy, you know, at its core, what ILTA is, is the ultimate network. And that's right. It's the ultimate network. It's the place where you can find your answers. Uh, You can sometimes find the questions you need to be asking that you didn't know you needed to ask. And you can find, in many cases, lifelong mentors and friends. And it not only enhances your career and helps your organization meet its goals better, but the personal rewards are tremendous. So certainly for me, I enjoy every second I get to interact with Iltons. I thank you all for continuing to afford me that opportunity and for all you contribute to the organization. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we look forward to seeing you in 2023. Fantastic ending. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in 2023. Thank you, Bethann.